Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Jesus came into the world, fully God, fully man, uh, to walk in this earth as a perfect man, to live the life that we couldn't live, to die for us on the cross, to rise again, so that we could simply put our faith in Him, the perfect one, the just one, the righteous one. And what happens is, as a result of you being in Christ, now God can justly deal with you in His unmerited favor. Are you guys tracking with me? I think we're going to get into this some more over the series, but we want to just really kind of introduce you guys to this here today. And so you want to be on the lookout for that. When the enemy tries to accuse you in that way, you don't want to fall into that trap. <laughs> you see, the, ga- the, 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 the days of us playing the enemy's games are over, guys. I prophesy that over you right now, child of God. You are coming to such an understanding of this gospel right now. You're coming to such a revelation of what Jesus has already done for you right now. Glory to God, the enemy was no longer going to be able to trick you from this day forward. You see, I want you to receive that this morning, guys. I want you to receive that this morning. And so Satan is going to try to get us to question it. He's going to try to get us to disbelieve it. He's going to say, well, this couldn't be true because you don't deserve it. And watch this now, guys. What he's going to do then is he's going to try to get us to perform. He's going to try to get us to perform, to qualify for the blessing, or to make us feel that we're somehow good enough now to deserve the blessing of God. You see, the thing about the enemy is this is that the enemy doesn't have to tempt you with sin necessarily. Now, he will do that. But sometimes all that he has to do is he has to try to get you into a performance-based mindset. He has to try to get you into a place where you think that you got to perform to try to get something from God. And so now you're in the performance-based system And now what happens is when you're struggling and performing and trying to qualify for the blessing, well, it's going to, it's just not going to work. It's going to be a sinking ship, guys. You see, you see, you see, the whole point of this gospel is that it's unmerited favor. It's you getting the blessings of God, not because you qualified for them, guys. And this is awesome because the Lord was just reminding me of this again in my own life is that I know that I'm not qualified to do what he's calling me to do, man. He's He's been kind of bringing this ministry back. He's been talking to me about our vision again for the future. And man, I know I don't qualify for it. I know I could never deserve that. And you know what's so awesome about this, guys, is that makes any person an ideal candidate to be used by God when you know that you don't deserve it, when you know that you don't qualify for it, you see. You see, God, there's a saying, I don't know who said it originally, but, you know, that saying where, where, where they said, well, God doesn't call the qualified. No, God qualifies the called. You see, you see. And so, and so don't disqualify yourself from either seeing the goodness of God in your life or, or seeing the blessings of God in your life or you being used by God in a major way, friend. You see, 
You see, God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the ones he calls, guys. That's pretty awesome. And so, Satan will try to get us to perform, to try to get something from God. Listen to me now, very closely, child of God. Yet all that is actually required of us, if we want to see the goodness and the blessings of God, all that is required of us is that we depend on God, that's faith. That we believe His Word, that's faith. That we listen for the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit, that's faith, guys. And that we live in a way where every day we are expectant of seeing God's goodness and God's promises showing up in our lives. That is faith, guys. That is faith. It's depending on God. It is expecting His goodness to show up in your life, independent of your performance. Are you tracking with me, guys? Amen. That's awesome, guys. Now, let's look at this some more. Head with me over to Colossians chapter 2. We'll look at verses 6 and 7. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. I want to just read this in the New Living Translation. I want to go straight to the New Living Translation uh, for time's sake on this one. Now, here's the deal, guys. We're talking about how can we see the blessings of God in our lives. And one of the things you want to understand is that the Bible says that in exactly the same way that you got born again, and in exactly the same way that you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, in that same way you are now called to live your Christian life. Now, look what he says here, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, in the New Living Translation, he says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Now, what he's saying here is, I believe what he's saying is in, in, in the same way. You see, in the same way that you accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, in that same way you're called to follow him. And look at verse 7. He, he describes what that's going to look like. This is how you're called to follow him. He says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Stop right there. He's saying... Your roots are not built on yourself. Glory to God. You, say, you see, he says your, your life is not built on yourself. No, your life is going to be built on him. You see, he becomes my strength, guys. He becomes my righteousness. He becomes my ability. He becomes my confidence. You see, you see, remember, to renew your strength in the Lord is to exchange your weakness for His strength. It is to exchange your inability for His ability. It is to exchange your lack for His abundance. Watch this now, friend. It is to exchange your unrighteousness, glory to God, for His righteousness. You see, to depend on Him he becomes your righteousness, and watch what happens. He says, then your faith will grow strong. Now remember, faith, we're reading here as your dependence on God. In other words, then your dependence on God will grow strong. It'll grow strong in the truth that you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. And so, strong faith, strong dependence on God comes as you live a life of depending on Jesus 
of, of, of establishing your life in Him, of being built up in Him. What this really means, thank you, Lord, is, is that your identity is found in Him. You see, you see, I don't look to myself, to my performance, to what I can do. No, my identity is found in Jesus. Guys, remember this thing about identity is that your behavior does not determine your identity. I hope you just caught what I said. Your behavior does not determine your identity. Glory to God. But you see, your identity will sooner or later determine your behavior. In other words, you may be dealing with some issues right now. You may be struggling with some, some sin in your life right now, maybe an addiction or whatever the case may be. And, 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 you, and you're struggling with that, well, what you want to do is, you see, you see, the enemy is going to try to get you to identify with that. He's going to say, well, Alex, look at me. You know, I'm just a no good sinner. No, no, hold on, hold on, you see. Glory to God, you see. No, if you're in Christ, I want you to understand, the Bible says that, that God made him, Jesus, to be sin with your sin. Glory to God, so you could be made the righteousness of God in him. So if you're in Christ, you're not just a no good sinner, friend. No, no, the Bible says if you're in Christ, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus has become your righteousness. This is for someone. Now, now, now why am I saying this? I'm saying this because, because you know, you, you're struggling with some, some stuff. You're looking at your life and you're saying, man, I can't shake this sin. You know, maybe it's something you haven't told anybody about. Maybe it's this secret little thing you're struggling with, whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's porn. I don't know what it is, whatever the case may be. You see, and you're struggling with that, and what you're doing is the enemy is bombarding you with guilt and condemnation and saying, well, you're just a no-good sinner. How is God ever going to use you? Hold on now. What you want to do, glory to God, is you want to understand that your behavior does not determine who you are in Christ. No, Jesus, glory to God, has already determined who you are. Jesus has already decided to make you righteous. And so the way that you break that addiction, the way that you break free from that sin is not by struggling harder. It's not by you beating yourself up. No, it is by you standing firm in your identity in Christ. That's what he's talking about here. You let your roots grow down into Jesus. You let your life be built on a Jesus. Your dependence on Jesus begins to grow strong. And what happens is you remind yourself that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, when you remind yourself continuously, independent of your performance, that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, well, what happens is, glory to God, now the Holy Ghost can go to work in your life. You see, Holy Spirit is going to be the one who enables you to break free from that addiction. Holy Spirit is going to be the one who enables you uh, to live the overcoming life. And what He needs is, He doesn't need your performance. No, what He needs is, He needs your right believing. He needs you to look to Jesus. He needs you uh, to depend on Jesus. He needs you uh, to put your trust in who Jesus has already made you to be. And as you do that, what happens is he's going to help you to do what you can't do on your own. He's going to help you to break those chains. He's going to help you to break free from uh, that addiction. You see, are you catching this, guys? And so what this is, is this is what it boils down to, guys. What this is, is this is the life of humility. This is the life of humility. You see, humility, guys, is not putting yourself down. Humility is not you walking around beating yourself up. 
you know, humility is not you, somebody giving you a compliment, and, and then you can't accept that compliment, and you say, oh, no, yeah, you know, you know, like, you, you, you know, you just did a great job with something, and, you know, you know, it really kind of turned out okay, and it, it was actually pretty good, and someone says, well, that was really good, and you say, oh, no, 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 it wasn't really that good, you know, no, that's not humility, guys, you see, <laughs> you see, humility is simply you depending on God. You as a Christian, for you, humility is you depending on who Jesus has already made you to be, depending on, on who you are in Him rather than who you are in your own self. You see, that's humility. You see, the, the, the fact of the matter is that the very fact that you have faith in Jesus is, you know, that's an act of humility, guys, you see. You see, every, every religion of the world is based on this idea that you got to do something to try to save yourself. You got to work your way into, into right standing with God, or you got to, you know, achieve some state that's going to be, you know, now you're saved or enlightened or whatever. Well, it's actually very humbling to realize that no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to save yourself. No, you're going to need a Savior. And so it's very humbling to realize that you need a Savior. And so putting your faith in Jesus and getting born again is an act of humility. You see, it's impossible for someone to trust their life to a Savior and to be prideful at the same time. Now, what happens, of course, is we can slip back into pride at any time after we've gotten saved. And so what that is, is just we've got to renew our mind now, you see. As you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. And so we've got to renew our mind to, I depend on Jesus. I'm trusting in God. I'm not trusting now in my own performance. You see, the thing about religion is that religion oftentimes, you know, they... You know, m most people, if, if you're preaching the gospel, you're going to have an understanding that the gospel is you put your faith in Jesus. You can't save yourself. But the, the trouble is that oftentimes what we want to do is we now, we've gotten saved by grace through faith. In fact, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. We get saved by grace through faith. In other words, we didn't earn it, we didn't deserve it, but we receive it by faith. But now what we want to do is, in order to live this Christian life, guys, what we want to do is we want to throw in our performance. Amen. Anybody's ever been there before? You want to throw in your performance. You think, well, now, it's like, you know, now all of a sudden, in order for me to, to, to stay saved or to, for me to be in right relationship with God, or certainly in order for me to operate in the blessings of God, I got to throw in some performance. Well, hold on, guys. The Bible said, in exactly the same way that you got saved, in that same way are you to live your Christian life. And the Bible says, we're saved by grace, unmerited favor, through faith. Faith is how you take possession of it. Remember, faith, we're defining now as depending on God. And so, Jesus took care of salvation the way you received it was you depending on what he's already done. Now watch this, friend. The same way that you're going to receive your healing, the same way you're going to receive your deliverance is Jesus has already done it. 
And now what I do is, faith is I depend on what Jesus has already done for me. You see, look what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 in the New Living Translation. He says, God saved you by his grace, watch this now, when you believed. You see, grace is the unmerited favor of God. Now, what, what was your role in it? Your role was believe. The King James here says you were saved by grace through faith. Now, faith, we obviously know that in order for you to operate in faith, your, your believing is required. You've got to believe. And so, you depend on God. How? By believing God. It's like, Lord, I can't yet see how you're going to do this in my life, Lord. I can't yet see how this is all going to turn out for my good, Lord. But what I'm going to do is I'm, 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 I'm going to believe you, Lord. I'm going to believe that your plans and purposes for me are for good. Glory to God. I'm going to believe that you've already made available to me what I need. I'm going to, I'm going to believe that you're going to bring me through this trial without the smell of smoke. I'm going to believe that this is going to work out together uh, for my good according to your word, you see. You see, and so you believe him. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And this is what I want you to see now, guys. He says, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Everybody say out loud, it's a gift from God. Type in the comment section, guys. It's a gift from God. Grace World Online Community. It's a gift from God. He says... You can't take credit for your salvation. It's a gift from God. Look at verse 9. He says, Salvation is not a reward for the, for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. You see, none of us can boast about it. You see, if it was a, a reward for what we did, guys, what, what, what that would mean is that would actually put us into a position where we could boast, where we could say, well, it's because I was such a good person, that's why God saved me. It's because I did all these things, that's why this healing showed up in my life. But God says, you can't boast about it. It's a gift from God. Now, the thing about a gift is, is that it's a gift, guys. You see, people say, well, Alex, I don't deserve it. Well, no, of course you don't deserve it. It's a gift. A gift is not something you deserve. If, if, if you deserved it, it wouldn't be a gift, would it? It's kind of like when you go to your job, you know, you, you maybe you have a job and, you know, you get paid, you get a paycheck. Well, guys, I want you to understand that paycheck is not a gift. Praise God. You know, that's not your employer giving you a gift because they, you know, whatever. No, it's, 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 they're paying you because you earned it because it's in the contract. You worked a certain amount of hour, you get paid. Well, that's, that's work. That's how you get paid at work, right? Now, that can never work with God. No, everything you receive from God is a gift. Guys, there's something very humbling when you realize, and I was just meditating on that this morning, that, that we're entitled to nothing, guys. You see, God didn't have to save us. No, God decided to save us because God is good. And so, Eternal life, salvation, is a gift from God. We can't boast about it. We can't take credit for it. And in the same way, guys, 
what happens is any of the promises of God that will show up in your life, you can't take credit for it. God wants you to see His provisions. God wants you to see His finished works simply because He loves you, simply because it's His gift to you. Thank you, Lord. When you look at the four Gospels and you see Jesus during His earthly ministry healing people, guys, well, what do those people do to deserve the healing? Nothing. No, what they did was they believed in Jesus. They heard the word of who he was. They believed who he was. They came to him. I think about the woman with the issue of blood. She hears about Jesus and, you know, she touches the hem of his garment. She receives her healing. Well, she didn't have time to clean up her life. You see? And so... All of the promises of God are available to us, guys, in exactly the same way that we initially got born again. It is by us putting our faith, our confidence in who Jesus is and, and in what he's already done for us on the cross. And when you understand the magnitude of God's gift, guys, the magnitude of his gift, just how good God is, how good his gift of eternal life is, his gift of salvation, what he's made available to you and me here while we're in the earth. When you understand the magnitude of God's gift, the immensity of his love for us, the abundance of his kindness towards us, guys, and the fact that we did not nor ever could earn or deserve it, that's what's going to produce humility in the life of a believer. And so humility might not be what you, what you thought it was. Maybe you thought humility was putting yourself down. No. We're going to get, get eventually into the fact that humility is it's you depending on God. And then it's you really just obeying and believing what God tells you to do. And who God tells you that you are. That's humility. You see. You see, pride is self-dependence. Humility is God-dependence, guys. Glory be to God. And so I'm going to finish it off with this because we're out of time pretty much already. We're going to continue this next week. Here's the devil's strategy, guys. I told you we're going to pull the rug out from underneath his feet today, man. Glory be to God. The devil is going to try to get our attention and our focus off of Jesus and the cross. And he's going to try to put your attention on yourself. You see? You see? And, and any time that you think that your performance, good or bad, carries more weight than what Jesus did on the cross, you're operating in pride. You see, anytime you look to your Issues where you miss it, perhaps, and you say, well, God couldn't bless me because, because of this thing I got going on in my life. What you're doing is you're saying that's greater than what Jesus did for you on the cross. That's pride. You see, humility is going to look to Jesus. And humility is going to say, no matter how many times I miss it, 
No matter the mess that my life might be in, no matter the mistakes I might have made, glory to God, none of that was a surprise to God, and none of that is ever going to be greater than what Jesus did for me on that cross 2,000 years ago. You see, that's humility, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.